Hello and welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 56. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And obviously, um, we've got an interesting podcast title this week. Do you want to go with it, Fisher? Yep. The episode is subtitled, Love, Love Will Tear Us Two Meters Apart. Love, Love Will Tear Us Two Meters Apart. Of course, uh, from Joy Division. Uh, and the reason we've entitled it that is because, well, what, what, what could be the reason? What could be the reason why, if you're watching on video, we appear to be sat in two separate places? And, what, and, and if you are listening to us without video, it sounds like we are also in separate places. And it might sound a little bit like Fisher's on the telephone, because he kind of is. He's over Skype. Yeah, we are Skyping each other. Um, we say we're apart. I mean, at some point, that door just behind Jim Bauer might come walking through that. But no, we are in completely separate locations. We are mindful of our responsibilities in terms of social distancing. And as a result, we've got to find a new way of doing the podcast. So we're doing it over Skype. We're still trying to video it as well. So hello if you're watching it on video. Uh, Hopefully the audio quality is good enough. But these are the times we're living in. They are. Uh, And we were were tempted, weren't we, to... Well, this is really before all the measures came in. But we were still tempted to podcast together, weren't we? But then we realised sitting two metres apart was quite a challenge, weren't it? In those circumstances, so... Yeah, well, the slight problem is that uh, the room that we'd normally be podcasting in my house isn't actually two metres wide, I don't think, so it would be very difficult for us to podcast in there. Can I I'll just... tell you what? Yeah? It's very, much, it's very much a box room. Now, if there was someone who actually lived in our house who was two metres long after sleeping here, then I really would pity them. <laughs> right. Can I just confirm that you are wearing something on your bottom half? Can you just uh, confirm? Yeah, I mean, not much, but I am, yeah. You don't have to prove it. Are but... you? Well, yeah, I'm just saying because obviously we don't have to because you can only see. I mean, I suppose we could do that in every single podcast, really, couldn't we? But there's been yeah. obviously occasions where people working from home can get a bit lazy and uh, you, you don't have to wear anything on your bottom half if you don't want to. Let it all hang yeah, out, a I mean, bit of freshness. I mean, obviously it would be a bit awkward if in the normal podcasting when we're sat next to each other, neither of us had any <laughs> pants on. But uh, yeah, I, I can just, confirm I'm wearing a... Well, you, rather than it just being you without pants on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a pair of tracksuit bottoms for a cricket club that I never played for. Right. How did you? How did you acquire those? Well, I was a club member, Loughborough Students University Cricket Club. Never, never played. Trained for them, but never played with them. <laughs> and I've still got the tracksuit bottoms. I think I graduated from there about ten years ago, not nearly ten years ago. So. Things don't really change, do we? We're trying to stick to the same sort of things, aren't we, Fisher? And um, we need to get us drinks, don't we? Should we get a beer? We, we should get a beer. Now, obviously, we, uh, we we normally have a different beer on each podcast episode, and, and this time it's no different. Uh, so Fisher yeah. is going to uh, share out the bottle for us both, isn't, aren't you? So We've got some Golden Champion, uh, and this is in honour of the people working tirelessly for the NHS at the moment. Both Golden and Champions will raise a glass year, and we really do appreciate your work. And uh, we do salute you. Good stuff. Um, now, in the last episode, you might remember, um, or a couple of episodes ago, that I mentioned we keep mentioning pandas in each episode. Did you remember that? Uh, we have, yeah. And then last week, I said that there was another, some, there was something else that we mentioned on a couple of occasions, but I forgot what it were, and it keeps reappearing. And it was Leslie Grantham, and I don't know why yeah. we ended up getting him into two podcasts back to back. He's not someone and you'd expect ha- to appear in this, is he? How very ironic that we're now broadcasting over a webcam as well. <laughs> yes. So we could even... No, do you, are you going to do the face? Uh, I will not do the face. Do you want me uh, to do it? this beer across, by the way, Jimbo? Sorry? I was just I'll doing the Leslie Grantham impression. Yeah, yeah, bring it... So, so you've got the beer. Can you pass it over to me, please? Yep, no problem. There we go. Cheers. Thank you very much. 
Yes, you're welcome. What do you think? Golden champion, you say? Yep. Champion. Lovely. Yep. Thank you very much. Uh, observant viewers may have noticed that the uh, the head on uh, my drink was slightly bigger than the head on yours, I think, there, but never mind. It's well, obviously in, in, pre-poured yours. Well, passing it over digitally, it can yep. have an effect on the quality of the beer. Reduce um. the size of the head, yeah. I'll, I'll have mine anyway. <laughs> cheers. Which, which just do, do we have to cheers um, to the camera, Fisher? There we go. Cheers. Uh, I don't know. We, we, we could have a clinking sound. Cheers. But anyway, never mind. There we go. Um, so, things... It's, pro it's probably worth pointing out for anyone who's watching the video of this. We're not quite sure when this gets edited together as a video, quite which side of the video we're going to be on. <laughs> so, the way I passed it to Jimbo there, it might have gone completely off his screen and he might be leaning in the wrong direction. But <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Uh, so we're things, all learning with this technology. Things from the last podcast then, Fisher. Um... Now, this is quite a good one. We did a mascot-themed... I mean, first of all, can we just go back to the last couple of... Did we even... Ima like, I know we, we first mentioned the coronavirus probably about three or four episodes ago. Do you think so? Yep. And you had a bit of a... You were jokingly doing a bit of a cough and stuff, weren't you? And we kind of thought, you know, yeah. We, 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 nev we never, as, as probably nobody, nobody in this country, imagined that this would be happening right now. We're not talking about us podcasting in separate locations. Nobody could have imagined that either. But... The whole thing of us being on lockdown and so on. It's just crazy, isn't it? Well, if you remember, sort of at the end of January, we were kind of very, very tied up with Brexit. Uh, we obviously don't like to mention Brexit on the podcast, but people were saying, one of the problems is there'll be massive queues at our ports if when we go through Brexit. And Boris Johnson was there saying, no, I think we'll be fine. I'll tell you what, <laughs> absolutely fine. There are no queues at our ports at the moment whatsoever. No. Well, we have got queues in the supermarket, so of course. Uh, well, yes, some people have, are panic buying, and it's a, a very different uh, circumstance and world that we're in compared to sort of even just six weeks ago. It's interesting you mentioned that I was, I, I, you, you claimed that I was faking having a bit of a cough because I was actually, did have tonsillitis at some point uh, towards the early part of February, but yeah, never mind. You was a super spreader, I reckon. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, we were innocently just carrying on our podcast as absolutely normal, and we did a mascot themed uh, quiz, didn't we? If you remember. Yes, yeah, it's, it's because uh, you're uh, good friends with some of the mascots for Sheffield Wednesday, aren't you? I am good friends with some of the mascots at Sheffield Wednesday. And uh, there was a couple of news stories that featured art, uh, that featured mascots um, in that uh, over the last couple of weeks. So I featured that in the last podcast and we did a bit of a quiz. Well, guess what? One of our... Well, we, we've, we've only had an idea being stolen from us, haven't we? Because a couple of uh, fans and uh, fans of the show... Fans of myself, fans of Barney and, uh, and and Aussie Owl were watching the chase, and they noticed that one of the questions in the final chase, which was the gov uh, governess's episode, so you know there's different chases. It was the governess, and her question was, "Who is Barney the Owl a mascot for? Which football club?" Uh, and we kind of, you know, we'd already done a mascot quiz a, a couple of weeks before, hadn't we? Yeah. Um, so obviously. She knew that it was Sheffield Wednesday. She did. She got it absolutely spot on. So the only explanation, of course, for that is that is she was listening. No. Anne Hegarty stands inside the Barney the Owl costume. That's I think it. that's what oh, we're talking that's about. That's it. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, as well as that, we've got a quote of the week, is that right? Uh, we do have a quote from... We've not done quote of the week for a while, actually. In fact, I'm not sure we've actually done this at all. Um, we sometimes do headline a week. This week, I thought we'd do quote of the week. And talking about the coronavirus, 
uh, we've got Michael Gove talking, I think he was into by Andrew Mark this morning, and he said, the date of the peak depends on all of our behaviour. It's not a fixed point, a date in the calendar like Easter. <laughs> so he's picked the only I mean, holiday that, that, that moves. He has picked the only holiday that moves. Unless he's so regimented that in his house he will have Easter on the same day, <laughs> whatever happens, every single year. Do you reckon, sir? It could, could well be. Uh, but I thought it was quite an amusing little quote to, uh, to come out with. Well, you know what? Um, Michael Gove said that, didn't he? He did. Do you think he deserves a clap? Go on, let's give Michael Gove a clap. There you go. Was that you demonstrating how you should wash your hands, by the way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, de- wash your hands how Michael Gove claps. Is that the, yeah. is that the, is that the message? I believe so, he's, yes. He's pretty much um, been standing in, hasn't he? Because, uh, of course, Boris has been taken down by the virus. He, he has, yes. Uh, perhaps not something Boris was anticipating. And maybe made himself look a bit stupid. Bear in mind, a few weeks ago, he was shaking hands with everyone, saying, I'm shaking hands with victims of the coronavirus, and I'll still <laughs> shake hands with them. Then all of a sudden, they end up getting it. Yeah. Um, but what, what have you been up to anyway, Jimba, in this time of uh, unusual circumstances? Well, I decided that I would stay in instead of going out at the weekend. Um, okay. I say decided. I mean, obviously, we didn't have much choice in that, did we? Um, but no, I've just been. I've been on lockdown too. I've been keeping my distance. I've been seeing my daughter, and that's about it. That's the only person I'm allowed to see. Uh, oh, lucky very me. nice. Yeah, and seeing I, you I, every day on the webcam trying to get this set up. Yeah, I think we've probably spent longer testing this. I think we've spent a good four or five hours trying to get this set up um, before actually doing the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, I've. I've I suppose you can't go out. Last last night I was I was drinking. I mean I had that much to drink that I can't even work out how I managed to get back from my own living room to the bedroom. But yeah, never mind. It's one of those things. But I've been on holiday. All right. Before okay. this all sort of kicked off, uh, I went away on holiday. I only got back last weekend. Um, it was an interesting holiday. It got quite un- got a bit strange towards the end of it when everyone sh- everything shut down in Portugal. Um, one of the highlights, uh, I went to one of those amusement arcades, and you know you get the big uh, sort of grabber machine that comes down and picks out a teddy bear or whatever. Guess what was in there? A gum. It, well, well, toilet oh, rolls. Toilet rolls. <laughs> actually, genuinely toilet rolls. So in, you uh, actually saw that? Machine. You actually I saw that, yeah. Right, I didn't think that was actually... So that was real. There that was, was a real machine. There was something we didn't... We, we had a bit of a joke we should have done in the last episode, didn't we, which links back to toilet rolls. Is it a good time to mention that? Uh, well, yes, we can do. Uh, we were talking about toilet rolls and people panic buying toilet rolls. And I thought a good joke could have been to say, if you're really short on toilet rolls, the best way to economise is try and use both sides. <laughs> well, why not? There's, the, the, yeah, in, it, in, desperate ta- in desperate times, you, you've got to, haven't you? Um, yeah. And also, if you follow the clear government advice, make sure you wash your hands properly <laughs> afterwards, for at least 20 seconds, if you are doing that. Probably double yeah, but it. That was, one, that was one thing that happened on holiday. Uh, also, I ate some steak off a hot stone. Have you ever, ever done that? Off a hot stone? Some steak? Yeah. What's wrong with yeah. the plate? Uh, have, they, well, have they not even got any plates? Is, we we got no toilet rolls in Portugal. They've got no plates. Yeah, well, they smashed them. Oh, no, it's grease, isn't it? Um, yeah. The the strange thing was, it, I, I ordered steak off hot stone, and my wife picked ordered salmon off a hot stone. And we were quite intrigued by it. And they bring you out the steak and the salmon, and effectively, it's pretty much raw or very, 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 very lightly cooked. And you put it on that stone, and it cooks it on the stone in front of you. All right, I had to wear okay. a bib. I had to wear a bib while I was doing it. And to be honest, I love steak and... How do you like your steaks? Um, burnt to a crisp. No, yeah. not really. No, oh, very, really? very well done. I don't, I don't like any any pinkness in my steaks, unfortunately. Although oh, 
I'm not much of a, a, a meat. I like meat, but I, I tend to prefer crap meat, if you know what I mean. I'm not, not I wouldn't say I'm a, yeah, you know, give me any rubbish meat. I, 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 you know, a steak's a treat, yeah, but, you know. Okay, I, I really like steaks cooked rare. Um, I'm, I'm not even that keen on, I, sometimes medium rare, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really ever like to have it medium. I like it nice and pink. I think it's amazing when it's rare. And it was very, very rare when he gave it to me. And you cook it on hot stone, it just sort of like changes the colour slightly and cooks it a little bit. And it was absolutely beautiful. Really, really nice. Good thick steak. French fries with it. Really good. Only 15 euros. Afterwards, I gave the fella a tip of 5 euros just because I thought the meal was so good. And it was only when I was walking away from a place, it actually occurred to me that I'd actually done the vast bulk of the work and all he did was cook a stone. That is a fair point. That is a fair point. And also, one, one thing I try when I'm in Porto, I went out to a, a little village. Uh, I think it's called Carenza, which is, there's not much there at all. Literally a one pub, a couple of shops, church, I think some kind of like heritage type museum thing. And uh, I went into the pub, and whenever I go into these places, uh, particularly when I'm abroad, I always make an effort to try and speak the language. So I went in, I, I spoke a bit, a bit of bit of Portuguese. And do you know what the woman said, said after I'd ordered my drinks? Uh, did she say something in Portuguese back to you that I wouldn't know what it means? Uh, well, she wanted to know where I was from, so uh, she basically said to me, she said, España? So she thought I was Spanish. <laughs> well, it's, you're clo- so that, close. Exactly, yeah. I mean, all right, there's a slight difference between Spanish and Portuguese, but the main thing is she didn't think I was English. Well, there you go. Uh, I'll take that as quite a success. So I think now we are on to the news, where we kind of look at the things that have been going on in the news. Now, has there, has there been much been going on? <laughs> I can't think of much, really. Um, been pretty quiet, hasn't it? It has, yeah. Maybe that's because most of the news reporters can't go anywhere. They're all stuck in their homes. There's nothing else to report yeah. on. Um, have, you, have you noticed? I mean, behind us, in while we're doing the podcast, there's not really much behind us. Is I don't know if you can just sort of see my guitar in shot there, maybe. Possibly. Obviously, you've got your... Pa- You've got your pandering shot behind you. Is that? If you, if I think so. Should we say that? Maybe. All right, okay. I'm um, only joking. <laughs> yeah. But if, if you look, watch the news reporters at home, they're always sat in some kind of posh office with a lot of really fancy books stacked up behind them, aren't they? Yeah, I need to get some, we need to get some books to make ourselves look cleverer. Yeah, a bit more intellectual. <laughs> get, some, get some proper stuff on there. But, um, so, yeah, on the plus side, we've moaned quite a lot about Northern Rail and yeah. the manner in which they sort of mismanage and run their trade network and to be fair last couple of weeks our commuting to work has been absolutely second to none hasn't it it's been brilliant it's literally yeah seconds for us to get to work i get i get i get my own seats i get a coffee i get um you know i i I get i I get it it's not just any seat it's a comfortable sofa oh this isn't yeah sorry this is just my house Yeah. yeah yeah but of course a lot of the train network providers um decided that they would to try and so somehow help people in the coronavirus and, and support <laughs> the efforts to keep people apart, they decided to cut down on the number of trains. <laughs> and yeah. and we, we know that when there was... And it's not maybe not so much of a problem now, but when they first did that, there was still a lot of people going to work, which only meant it made it a lot worse, didn't it? They were, they crea- yeah, the trains yeah. were even more crammed than before. Uh, I mean, particularly if you look at places like London and the uh, Underground Network... It just made it an absolute nightmare, didn't it? So reducing the number of, of uh, sort of train services that were there were not helpful at all. Uh, yes, exactly. So that's uh, not the brightest plan. Uh, I did see that uh, whole trains have uh, sort of suspended their trains and they might be going bust. And I think have the government um, taken over the ruin of motor train franchises for the next six months. 
so that they'll absorb the losses that they get for the next six months because obviously no one's going on the train, so the train companies can't make any money. So, so we've got uh, right. Okay, so so it's not just Northern Rail anymore because of the uh, coronavirus. A lot of the governments picked up a lot of the, the franchises anyway. Is that right? I believe so. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, obviously, there's a lot of famous people who've got the got the virus, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein has got it. Yeah. Um, but the virus did say it was consensual. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I suppose he's. Uh, I suspect he's probably been tested for a lot of other uh, other things, <laughs> other viruses in the past, hasn't he? Um, who else has got it? Well, you've had uh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba, yeah. Uh, quite a the few. The name's Virus Coronavirus. Is that <laughs> a new line? He's Obviously not. He's not James actually Bond James Bond yet. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it being hotly tipped to be the next James Bond? Yeah, only for the last about five years or so. I think. It's going to change movies a lot, isn't it? If this is kind of the, the way that we have to live from now on. Imagine everything James Bond being done over Skype, just sort yeah. of like you know. <laughs> but you've got your computer chair, so you can kind of go along. There. Like that, can't you? So, obviously, for anyone who's listening to this, wouldn't have got the same effect, but yeah. Yeah, um, also. Could be like cracking cybercrime rather than sort of actual crime, which is still crime in itself, not saying that cybercrime isn't actual crime. The clue is in the name where it says the word crime in a type of crime, (laughs) I think that gives it away a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Prince Charles has got it, so he's in self isolation. Uh, Prince Andrew, who hasn't got it, but the Queen's put him in self-isolation since last <laughs> December, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, all, all this has just happened, just as Harry and Meghan have uh, upsticked and, and gone. Yeah. Um, so, so obviously, they can't do public appearances, but the rest of the royal family can't do public appearances anyway. <laughs> so what, what difference does it make? Exactly. What were they all moaning about? Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's... And like you said, the uh, obviously, Boris Johnson and uh, a couple of members of his cabinet have now got it, haven't they? So... See, so yeah, if he'd yeah, stayed in, if stay it, in the cabinet, then this wouldn't have happened. But, uh, you know, self-isolating there, maybe. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, everyone on that podium who appears at 5 o'clock every day on the news has uh, potentially been at risk because Boris Johnson's been stood there uh, shouting over everyone, shouting on all the reporters, because now, now even the reporters are based at home, aren't they? So. Yeah. Do you think the fella who, is he called Chris Chris Withy? Witty. Chris Witty. Witty, yeah. Um, do you think when he... Took on the job as chief public, uh, as chief medical advisor in England. Is he? Is his official title? I think. Uh, I think so. You think when he took it on? I think when he took it on, they probably said to him, "Nah, it's fairly easy actually. Uh, you probably don't have to do. There's, there's no real public engagement part of it, to be honest. It's just giving a bit of advice to the government. You'll be fine." Yeah. Then all of a sudden, a few months later, he sees himself stood on the on a on a lect uh, on a what's it called now? It's basically stood on a platform talking to uh, everyone else and talking to the entire nation. It's it's going to be interesting how this pans out for the government because. I kind of keep hearing mixed responses. So some people are kind of praising the government and they're sort of, you know, saying that that uh, Boris Johnson's going to be the next Winston Churchill because of of guiding us through this coronavirus and so on. Whereas on the other side of things, you've got a lot of people who are suffering as a result of, um, you know, sort of support not kicking in, particularly like things like self-employed. How is this going to affect the economy going forwards and so on? Um, but I suppose the government could probably say, you know, after all of this, well, actually, the financial crash wasn't our fault. We were just in government at the time. But I think they've said that before as well. I mean, where, where have you heard that said before over the last few years? Remember the last financial crash? Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, which was definitely the fault of the Labour Party, if you're a Conservative. <laughs> or, um, as Labour Party said, which well, a global crash, nothing to do with us. Um, I don't really think you can blame the Conservatives for this virus that started in China, to be fair. Um, 
But it is interesting you, you do sort of say some of the things that have happened. Uh, Richie, Richie Sunak, the Chancellor, mm-hmm. uh, who wasn't Chancellor sort of a month ago and seems to have come out of nowhere to all of a sudden be addressing the entire nation. And to be fair, does speak quite well publicly as well. And he likes Yorkshire um, tea, which we've mentioned in previous podcasts. Yeah, we've mentioned his love of Yorkshire tea. Um, he's, man, he's, he's said for basically all people who are employed, you will get 80% of your wages guaranteed up to £2,500. And for self-employed people, you will also guarantee their trading profits of um, up to 80%, 80% up to £2,500 as well, which is very good. I suppose a slight problem for self-employed people might be exactly how much they have to declare to tax man, which now might, um, <laughs> might cause a bit of a problem, but, but there we go. And, and, and um, going, going along with that, we'd like to make our own announcement here on the Waste of Webspace podcast and say that every listener will be getting 80% of this podcast uh, completely yep. free. Um, the, 20, the other 20% uh, you have to pay for. Uh, not sure which part of the podcast you want to pay for. It's completely up to you. Um, do you think that's made any listeners turn off? Uh, we will do a profit sharing model as well, <laughs> and you can have 80% of our profits that we make from this podcast. But unfortunately, you need to take an 80% of the losses as well, if that's all right. <laughs> Which we have had long. Yeah. We've had to buy a new mixer. New mixer, yeah. We blew the we mixer up it. trying to get set up for all this. So I've got a new mixer now. Various attachments for microphones and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, we've also had... Um, we've given a round of applause, haven't we, to the NHS? Eight o'clock on Thursday night. What did you did you give him a round of applause? Yes, I did. Um, although um, in my living facilities, I do not have a balcony or even a front door, really, uh, or or a window I'm able to lean out of. So I sort of sat in my living room, clapping myself away. Okay. <laughs> clapping um, myself. Yeah. You gave that yourself a clap for all them, Jim. Man. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, that was probably the most exciting part of my day as well. Eight o'clock on Thursday night. Uh, obviously, they're not the only key workers around. Um, there's a lot of delivery drivers who are deemed as critical key workers. And I'm going to give those a big round of applause at some point tomorrow between the hours of 7 o'clock in the morning and 8 o'clock in the evening. Actually, no, I'm not <laughs> joking. My next door neighbour will do it for me. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be sat in the recycling bin waiting for him. So, you know, I, I was thinking this. Um, are locksmiths classed as key workers? Hey, go on. have you got your sound effects on the soundboard? I, I, I am. I am ready to go. Uh, what do you, do you want me to repeat what I said? Are locksmiths on, counted as key workers? Thank you. Thank you. Well done. And that's the end of today's show. <laughs> um, but no, as I say, that that really has been keeping things uh, going going forwards. We've also had a lot of people doing what we're doing, doing virtual conferences, yep. doing webinars, working from home. We've seen um, there was a vicar who did a sermon via. Um, via Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever it was, kind of virtually conferencing himself out. Do you know what the slight problem was? Go on. Uh, he lit a, lit a candle and accidentally leant over it and set himself on fire during the <laughs> virtual <laughs> virtual ceremony that it was conducting during the virtual mass. But oh, that's that's brilliant. Uh, I mean, we're able to, obviously, in future podcasts, now we're using this sort of technology, we can actually share the screen at the same time, potentially, can't we, and, and show people yeah. these videos as we go along. So we'll we'll work on that in future, as we're also looking, potentially, at broadcasting live as well, uh, using Facebook Live or YouTube or other facilities like that as well. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing that I've been a bit interested in is um, the amount of people who are doing kind of online tutorials. Yep. Yeah. You've seen those, so uh, I think at nine o'clock there's this P, there's sort of like a PE thing with Joe Wicks. Yeah, there's like a fitness thing at nine o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. At ten o'clock, Mylene Class is doing sort of live music performances. Seen that? Would you fancy that with Mylene Class doing learn a bit of piano with Mylene Class? Uh, not particularly, no. I mean, I don't have a piano, so it's not. Uh, I have a kids. I have like a kids Disney piano keyboard thing. 
Okay. Um, not quite very, sure that's very that'd polyphonic. Be up to standard, but, yeah. Uh, you can do dancing without him, Mabusi. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll be up for that. Um, can you imagine that? How, stri- how strictly come dancing going to work this year if you can't get within two <laughs> meters of each other? Well, Pete McKee has done a uh, has done a <laughs> has done a, vi- a, a, a a video about drawing like him, hasn't he? Like a, a sort of illustration class, and obviously we mentioned Pete McKee because we are a Sheffield-based podcast and Chapel Town's best podcast, and we think the only podcast in Chapel Town. Um, we are actually about how, in a, in a walk in walking sense. Would you say ten minutes away from each other, Fisher? Well, probably a bit less than that, to be fair. Yeah, there you go. Between five and ten minutes. Yeah. So we're not too far uh, apart. Yeah. Um, we've got... Uh, you can do maths with mm-hmm. Carol Vorderman as well. Although, after a couple of episodes, you might get replaced by Rachel Riley, who's a bit younger <laughs> and a bit cooler and all that sort of stuff. Uh, history with Dan Snow, who's John Snow, some famous TV historian. You can do English with David Williams, who, who can't even spell the word Williams. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, not too sure on that one. Food, uh, food and cooking with Jamie Oliver. Dog sitting with David Attenborough. Um, I've not seen that one. Because um, he can't get out and about now and, and, and look at all the animals, can he? He just sits at home and sits with his dog. And well, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's surely high risk. That's good, but he's in his 90s. Is he the same age as the Queen? He's in his 90s, isn't he? Yeah, yeah I think so, yeah. Um, I did see that uh, there was a, a boxer. Have you heard of Billy Jones Saunders, the boxer? I've heard of him, yeah. Um, I don't know if he's got some kind of Sheffield connection with his training Sheffield, maybe. Um, did you see what he did yesterday when he was doing a bit of a, a, bit of a, a boxing boxing guide? With a punch bag. Did he miss and hit whoever it was holding the punch bag? Or uh, No, he said to everyone watching, he said, right, if your wife's giving you a bit of stick, this is how you punch her in the face. <laughs> That's not ideal, is it? Uh, no, so he's, he's apologised today, saying obviously he never, he never condoned sort of domestic violence, even though he did sort of give people advice <laughs> on how to, how to be the perpetrators of it. Yeah, and when people are shut indoors with lots of Stella that they've uh, panic bought, it's not the best uh, <laughs> bit of advice to be giving out, is it? There is also an app, isn't there, called House Party, which is a sort of video... Um, meeting app, isn't it, where you can kind of go and, and sort of um, like video call with people on a weekend when you're having a drink and uh, various things like that. So I tried it, I clicked on it, on it and I was just having a look what house parties were to access. Um, there was a fella called Noel, I clicked on that. Next thing, Mr. Blobby's running through and there's gunge <laughs> everywhere. Absolute nightmare. Um, so I'm not going to try that one again. I hope he didn't have his crinkly bottom out. <laughs> well, that's it. That's the problem with uh, video conferencing. You've got to make sure you dress all the way up just in case you do have to stand up um, yeah. mid-video call. So, anyway. Uh, can we move away, do you think, from from coronavirus? Is, is, there, is there anything we can move away from? Can we talk about other things? Because, uh, you know, obviously, there are other things going on still. It's just you don't really hear about it at the minute. Yeah, I don't, I don't know whether such things are possible or whether we're locked into talking about coronavirus for maybe the rest of our lives. Well, um, but, yeah. Sorry, no, sorry, go, go, go for it, go for it. Uh, no, I was just saying, sort of, it is kind of unfortunately becoming quite a, joking aside, quite a dangerous uh, strain on our resources. I think in the last couple of days we've had up to sort of 250 people a day dying from it. Yeah. Which is, is quite unfortunately a, a very, very large amount. Um, I did see that, I think generally in the UK, is it around about 1,500 people normally die per day, give or take a bit? So obviously it's quite a, quite a large portion of that and increasing sort of that. And our resources quite a, quite a bit. I did uh, interestingly. I did come back when we came back from holiday uh, last Saturday. Uh, landed at Birmingham Airport because we managed to get good flights going to and from Birmingham. And say so it was strange at the end of the holiday that we'd effectively everything shut down the last couple of days. So I never I never thought I'd be so pleased to say I'm back in Birmingham, but I really was on Saturday night when we landed. And I'd seen today that Birmingham also yesterday I'd seen that Birmingham Airport could be used as a temporary mortuary. For storing lo- loads of bodies, and they could easily store about two and two and a half thousand bodies there 
if there's a backlog of people dying, they'll put them in Birmingham Airport for a bit. Right. Well, that, that is an unusual use for an airport. It is, yeah. And they are sort of like building sort of like temporary hospitals and things as well. So a lot's changing, isn't it, as a sort of part yeah. of all that in the UK. Um, so moving away slightly um, from... Oh, well, we want to talk about... Just before we do move on and finish talking about coronavirus, um, there are some sort of villains in all this as well, aren't there, um, as part of the coronavirus and, uh, and kind of employers who kind of decided they wanted to go against the grain a little bit and so on. Um, Sports Direct, um, allegedly, and I think this is true, uh, tried to stay open and class themselves as an essential shopping outlet, didn't they? Yeah, well, they supply fitness equipment to, <laughs> um, you know, anyone who wants to buy fitness equipment. Um, I think the key thing is that the government has told people to keep hydrated and Sports Direct sell them massive books. <laughs> exactly. Books Mike Ashley going. had a point. Uh, yeah. And, of course, the other um, villain as well um, is the Weatherspoons boss, isn't it, who decided that, okay. again, he, he, he his claims was that there's no evidence that shows that people get this virus from being at the pub, stood next to each other, hanging on to each other, kissing each other, hugging each other. There's no evidence at all of any of that. If that happens at the pubs that you go into, I might go in those pubs a bit more <laughs> often. But... Um... Well, yeah, he, he wants to try and stay open for as long as as long as he could. Um, obviously, he's told his members of staff that he won't pay them at all until he gets his money through from the government to cover his 80% of people's wages. Uh, he's also advised members of staff that if they can go and get another job at Tesco or Sainsbury's doing work at the moment, then they're welcome to go and get one and pack it and work at Weatherspoons. So, lovely bloke, isn't it? It shows a lot of people who are formulating a hit list at this time of, uh, during this time. There are places that they're going to try and avoid going to. Um, in future because of how some people have reacted uh, to this um, sort of incident here in the UK and the rest of the world, I suppose. Um, I think it maybe would be nice. Uh, I think we've been quite, a, unfortunately, for the last sort of three or four years, you kind of get a sense in the UK that we've been quite a deeply divided country. Um, and it's really nice when you see sort of a sense of community and people coming together. It is, um, yeah. And hopefully we may, may remember the people who kind of haven't been a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, get yourself out of the supermarket and go and panic nice <laughs> and toilet rolls. <laughs> Um, so, uh, anyway, moving away now from the coronavirus, I think we can move away from it. Uh, have you ever heard of Bugsy Malone before, the rapper? Um, you know full well I haven't heard of him. <laughs> well, uh, he's, he's been unfortunately involved in a car accident, uh, and apparently he's not, he's not too well as a result of that. Um, I was wondering whether it was because uh, some other childish gangsters jumped out from the side streets and fired his <laughs> car with silly string, uh, custard and things like that. Uh, but no, um, he's been involved in a, in a car accident. So I just thought I'd, I'd point that out. But hopefully um, he'll he'll recover um, after having a bit of a, a crash there. But it was actually... Uh, it was on it was on a motorbike uh, when that happened but yeah he's a rapper so if you've never heard of him before check that out have a look uh, hope he'll be okay of course uh, anything else you want to mention fisher yeah the world's oldest man yes uh, british yeah he, he's british isn't he um and he's 112 years old today as we record this hopefully as we obviously put this out there as well um but the weirdest thing, one of the before you can sort of go on and, and tell me a bit about what what you think about all this, but he's 112. But did you know that Britain's oldest woman is also 112 today? Really? How if you you are a lucky lucky if you well if lucky maybe not lucky I don't know if you are born today you it might be some sort of special day that means that you live a long time. Uh, maybe uh, although it doesn't appear to have worked for anyone else other than just two of them that I'm aware of. <laughs> Uh, so they were born, what, in ni- 1908? Yep, um, yep, 1908. Which is, 
oh, they'd have they'd have seen the Titanic be launched and all that sort of stuff in 1912. Uh, did anything famous? Remember anything famous happened between 1908 and 1912? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a very unlucky title to have, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. World's oldest person. Because the amount of times you hear that the oldest person in the world has died. Yeah. Very, it's... very unfortunate title. I mean, of all the titles you could be have bestowed upon you, surely there are much uh, other ones that are much safer for your longevity. Well, I mean, I was reading about the uh, world world oldest lady, 112. She's called Joan. Uh, doesn't live too far away, actually, from the world's oldest man either. They're in neighbouring counties. Uh, but the world's oldest lady, called Joan, 112, um, she has got a uh, a fella. She has. Really? Yeah, and uh, she's she's got a bit of a toy boy. He's Go ninety. On, he's ninety two years old. <laughs> Whoa, player. So yeah, there you go. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> anyway, speaking, um, we are going to go back to the coronavirus slightly now because um, we've obviously seen that now people have had to move a lot more to online shopping, haven't they, as a result of it not being quite as easy to go to the shops now and people just sort of utilising technology more and being able to do your online shopping and all those kind of things. So I thought I would play a little bit of a game because I'd heard during lots of, of different times during all this that people have been getting kind of odd replacement suggestions for certain items that they've ordered at the supermarkets have you ever done a, an online shop which i haven't oh no, never done an online shop have you i'm, I'm i know I've, i need to get up up to, up to date with the world i've done an online shop with both uh, morrison's and i think i think i've done one with tesco's as well it might be sainsbury's I've done, i think in my entire life i've done two online shops right okay uh, but yeah for whatever reason i've not really done it with, I've not done it with Asda and Sainsbury's. We're quite, we're quite we lucky because it. we live quite close to supermarkets, don't we? Quite here, so we're not we're not that far away from, and we get off the train at the supermarket, don't we? So yeah, so I've I've never been taken by it that much. I, I prefer to go to the supermarket and you know catch coronavirus myself, please. So have you seen before that they often give you suggested um, if they haven't got the item in stock that you require, they make a sort yeah. of suggestion as to whether you want that instead. Yeah. So if you if you want to order a beef Wellington, they've not got it. They'll try and give you a Wellington boot kind of thing. Man. Yeah, and I think you can sort of set your settings so that rather than you having to agree to a replacement, you can sort of just sort of put your faith in them to find you a a, a decent replacement. You know what I mean? Rather than having yep. to check every time and and so on. So um, I heard recently that somebody had ordered some toilet roll. Obviously, in all the mass toilet roll panic. And yeah. they, the suggestion, because they didn't have any toilet roll in the stock, as you, as obviously everyone, as everyone knows, there's been lots of toilet roll so shortages because of all the panic buying. Uh, the suggested, suggested alternative was a light bulb <laughs> for toilet roll. And, and it turns out that this isn't the only time in the past that this has happened where people have got very odd suggestions for, uh, toilet roll, uh, for, for, sorry, not toilet rolls, for, for replacement items in your shopping. So I thought we'd play a little bit of a uh, game. Uh, we could call it something like supermarket, supermarket sweep, not sweep, but cheat supermarket. Probably, I don't know. I, I should have thought about this before. You've not actually thought of a name for this, have you? Of course I haven't. No, of course I'm. Do we ever? Uh, no, not normally. So, welcome to supermarkets replacement objects game because we didn't think of a name for it. So. What I'm going to do for sure by Ryland is I. <laughs> it does sound like a, a a standard sort of ITV game show. To be fair, doesn't it really? Um, he presents everything nowadays, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, so what I've done then is I've got um, 14 questions for you, and it's taken from various articles, news articles that I've found, and so on. 
um, that that are about people getting the wrong um, or different items just sort of sent to them or suggested instead of what they'd actually ordered. So I just I'm going to give you a, a you can even try and guess yourself. But it's quite difficult. I've got multiple choice for you as well. Is that okay? So yeah, and I've even got the names of the people who made these requests as well. So it sounds like okay. we've got loads of listeners who have got in touch with yeah. their. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we have got loads of listeners, haven't we, Fisher? Yeah, and viewers as well nowadays. Exactly. So, first of all then, Christy Tasker in London ordered a baking tray from Tesco. But what did she get instead? Well, hi Christy, it's uh, good to hear from you again. (laughs) Uh, I've enjoyed the podcast. So, I'm sorry to hear that you ordered a baking tray. Um, I think baking... I think you might have instead... I think baking sounds like raking, so you might have been given a, a rake for the garden instead of a baking tray. I think we might be best going with the multiple choice, to be honest. Well, let's uh, go with multiple choice. We're yeah. coming out here all day. But anyway, A, marshmallows, B, a rolling pin, or C, frozen baked potatoes. I, ba- baking, uh, baking tray, you would have thought, if this had any logic to it at all, it would be the frozen baking potatoes along with baking tray. So I'm going to say that, but I don't think... I wouldn't be surprised if it said no. Yep, you're wrong. Um, it's actually the marshmallows. <laughs> so instead of a baking tray, uh, Tesco suggested, suggested marshmallows, so something quite solid to something yeah. quite soft. And there's no yeah. obvious relation to any of those objects. So Absolutely nothing. No idea. Next then, Charlie from Clacton ordered strawberry laces from Tesco's, um, but instead got either A, strawberries, B, a packet of polos, or C, red shoelaces. Well, red shoelaces probably would make sense. And I could understand that that could be a, a something that could happen. For example, actually, we, we got a shopping list yesterday. Because, you know, we were so good and family-oriented. I went and bought some um, bought some food for my brother and his and his girlfriend and uh, and for their two children. And she put Weetabix, if possible, chocolate. And I thought that meant chocolate Weetabix. <laughs> but it actually meant two separate things of Weetabix and chocolate. Um, so it can, it can happen. So I think if if I was doing it and I was a bit sort of, you know, stupid, um, <laughs> I feasibly think I could get confused and get... What are you trying to say about our red. key workers? What are you trying to say about them? Um, what I'm saying is they're working exceptionally hard in difficult circumstances at the moment. So keep it up, people are working for... Golden champions. The big four supermarkets. Um, well, I say big four supermarkets. Not forgetting Aldi and Lidl and Waitrose and sort of, some of those challenges still. I would say that you could feasibly actually get some red shoelaces instead. Well done, yeah. See, I was quite surprised by that one because I'd not really seen that you could just go and buy different sort of coloured shoelaces, especially from supermarkets. But yeah, uh, yeah. they were given red super, uh, red um, shoelaces instead. Number three. Yeah, I've had to I've had to buy shoelaces on a couple of occasions uh, when my laces have broken. Oh yeah, uh, and it's been it's been. <sighs> oh, is that when you'd been to prison been... that time and had to hand your shoelaces in, uh, and then they released <laughs> you? You needed more shoelaces. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they cost probably about a quid, something like that, but it was a bit expensive, and to be honest, I'd only got a shoestring budget. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I mean, next time, just buy the actual strawberry laces, and then you can eat them when you've done with them. So, yeah. anyway, uh, I should. I, I needed to give... Do you want, a, do you, do you want the Do you want the old symbol for that? Uh, nah, it's all right. Go, go on, we'll, we'll, we'll crack on with it. It was delayed, but never mind. Uh, three, a man online claiming to be a Tesco picker, so that's the people who pick the shopping that you order online. Um, yeah claims that when he discovered this sold out of pregnancy tests, his boss told him to put in some what instead? A, condoms, B, hand sanitizer, <laughs> or C, 
a magazine? Um, should they not instead just give uh, recommend they give an ultrasound scan? It's like jelly put on your stomach <laughs> when you. Uh, um, I I would say that probably the most logical thing would be some condoms because that involves sort of contraception. So I'm going to say condoms. Well done. I mean, again, not the the best suggestion, is it really? But uh, that didn't actually happen. That was apparently somebody saying that his boss told him to do that. So how true that is or not, I'm not sure. Next then, Suzanne from St. Helens ordered red peppers from Tesco and got A, red chilli peppers, B, red hair dye, or C, tomatoes. Oh, I thought you were going to say a red hot chilli pepper CD. <laughs> um, so red red peppers, red tomatoes. Well, that's not right, is it? Because it's, it's green peppers and red tomatoes in, in um, Ready Steady Cook, isn't it? So <laughs> that one... Which I think is going back again, presented by Ryland, isn't it? Is it? Is <laughs> I think so, yeah. Um, so, what are the red tomatoes. Ready, uh, steady, panic buy, and then cook. Yeah. Um, I think she might. I think red tomatoes, yeah. Red tomatoes instead of red peppers. No. It was actually red hair dye. So, red hair dye. yeah, red hair dye. So, so Suzanne in St. Helens is uh, walking around with bright red hair now because she got um, hair dye instead of uh, peppers. And I wouldn't suggest and she's you very put. Very hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you put the hair dye in as a sauce, who knows? Next then, um, Darren in Ludlow ordered a garden fork from Asda, but instead got what? Was it A, a cutlery set, B, a packet of sunflower seeds, or C, a box of matches? Um, well, the logical one would say a cutlery fork. You would have, you would have thought. Although obviously the word fork, you can uh, that that can be confused with something else. So you could get something completely different <laughs> given to you. Uh, so cutlery set, uh, some seeds, or sorry, what was the other option? Uh, a box of matches. Box of matches. I can't. I don't see any reason why it would be a box of matches, but I'm, I'm going to say box of matches anyway. I think I think you might have got that. No. It was the cutlery set. So if you'd have gone with your first, uh, your first thought, it was the cutlery set. Next then. Steve Peters in Northampton ordered bread rolls, which Asda swapped with what? A, a duvet set. B, a Swiss roll. Or C, sausage rolls. Could bread and bed be sort of interchangeable? <laughs> so bed, bed, because uh, when you get a duvet, it's kind of rolled up, isn't it? So I'm going to say a bed roll. I'm going to say a duvet. You're going to say a duvet? Rolls. I'm going to say duvet, yeah. No. It was sausage roll, so it was a little bit more obvious this time, but still not related at all. Uh, next of course, thing. then Cyril the Swan came in and threw them at, <laughs> at referee. Oh, no, that was last week. That was last, that was last anyway, time. Uh, number seven, John Paul Lumsden in uh, Rochester ordered some potato smileys, uh, as he was, um, and instead he was sent what? A, a T-shirt with a smiley face emoji on it, B, some smiley face biscuits, or C, turkey dinosaurs. So... I can't imagine who would get the T-shirt because you'd be, there'd be so many things about sizing that might make it difficult. So I think it then comes down to Smiley Biscuits or Turkey Tur- Dinosaurs. Do you, think, do, you think, do you think dinosaurs actually t- tasted like turkey? Or is it just very misleading to the young people? It is a bit misleading, isn't it? Mm. I mean, do you ever, why, why do you only ever get dinosaurs made of turkey? <laughs> I mean, surely you can do chicken dinosaurs. Cause yeah. There's not much difference between chicken, di- chicken and turkey, is there? Yeah. You can have chicken burgers, turkey burgers. You never have chicken dinosaurs, only mm. turkey dinosaurs. I wonder why that is. What is it with making other animals taste like other creatures, like Billy Bear, for example, which is ham? Yeah, yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Um, I, th- I think it might be Smiley Biscuits that you got instead. Well done. Congratulations. 
Uh, so we're ha- oh, over halfway through. Uh, a lady called Lilium, uh, li- a lady called Lilium tweeted, uh, that, and it went viral a few years ago when she ordered some cat food only to be sent what? A. Bird seed. B. Sliced cheese. Or C. Dog food. Um. <laughs> uh. Oh, I think feasibly the dog food or the, or the bird seed would sort of like dance. Cheese slices, perhaps less so. Cat food, cheese slices. I, th- I think, I wouldn't be surprised if someone gave a dog food instead of cat food. So I'm going to say dog food. Well done. Congratulations. You're correct. Uh, number nine, Rachel in Manchester ordered a cheese pizza from Asda and got sent what? A, a bag of grated cheese. B, a garlic bread with cheese. Or C, a pair of socks saying best grandma. <laughs> <laughs> a pair of socks saying best grandma. Uh, was she a grandma? Do we know that? Is no, that I don't know any more information injury? other than that. Um, obviously, she was 112 and her husband was 92 <laughs> years old, so she could have got the one saying best great-grandma. Um, I I think she could have got a bag of grated cheese. Well done, yeah. So she just needed, really, the, the tomato puree, the, the sort of pizza base, and she could have been on her way with making her own pizza, but not what quite she what she ordered. Pizza. Yeah, exactly. And number 10, Kerry Lord in Boston had a friend... So it's one of these occasions. I knew somebody else, a friend of a friend. Uh, Kerry uh, Lord in Boston had a friend who ordered some panty liners. Uh, so when the supermarket didn't have them in, they sent some A, fish fingers, B, <laughs> galaxy chocolate, or C, cranberry juice. Well, obviously, the <laughs> the fish fingers were probably more appropriate as replacements for tampons <laughs> as opposed to panty liners. Um, and the cranberry juice could obviously be... <laughs> What a geek sometimes ends up in a panty liner. Um, so what was the... Hang on, I'm thinking the right thing here, haven't I? Um, so so what, was, what was the other option? So between cranberry uh, juice, panty liner... Fish fingers, juice. a bar of galaxy chocolate, or sea cranberry juice. Gal- so why would, he, why would he get galaxy... Well, why would he get any of them, obviously? Um, I wonder if it's someone with a very poor sense of humour who gives them cranberry juice instead. It's actually the galaxy chocolate. Galaxy chocolate. Yeah, which is not a bad replacement, really, is it? I'd be quite happy if that turned up instead of something else I'd ordered. Uh, next, then. Christy Rose in Gloucester ordered some ultra-absorbent kitchen towels from Tesco's and was sent what in replacement? A, sanitary towels, B, cat litter, or C, party napkins? Um, well, the thought of sanitary towels would obviously, as, as we've just covered in the last question, would be very <laughs> absorbent. Still do the job. <laughs> yeah, still, still do it, yeah. Um, napkins, you'd have thought, probably... Would also potentially do the job. I'm sure. I'm sure I've been at certain functions in the past where they've not actually got the correct napkins. I was at somewhere a couple of weeks ago, and they didn't have any napkins, but they got one of those massive, great big blue toilet, uh, blue hand toilet roll things that you get. Oh yeah, ripping some of that off and give it to you. Oh, those were the uh, days, weren't they, when you could go places? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't too concerned about hygiene. What, what, what kind of area of the bathroom it had to be using? It was fine. Um, I I think they might have given us sanitary towels. And the answer there is correct. Well done. It is sanitary towels. Well done. Uh, only two more to go. Beth Irwood ordered a DVD from Asda. Um, and it, the DVD was Drive featuring Ryan Gosling. Uh, only for it to be placed with what? A, a Fast and Furious film. B, Disney's Cars. Or C, Car Shampoo. Um, I've not seen Drive with Ryan Gosling. Um... And 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 also, I am very fortunate. I've never seen any of the Fast and Furious films as well. There are about a million, aren't there? 
Uh, well, there's eight, and I think as we established in the last podcast, the ninth one has been has been delayed somewhat. Mm. Uh, I think not fast enough, the... not furious enough. Is that what it's going to be called? At, Probably, <laughs> at yeah. distance, fast and furious lockdown. Yeah, fast and furious. The police stopped you to find out where you were going, make sure it was essential travel, or sending you home. Starring Vin so, Diesel. Yeah, I think. And the Rock. <sighs> oh yeah, Rock's in it nowadays, isn't he? Yeah. Or Paul? Didn't Paul Walker die in a car accident? Yeah. Star of it. Yeah. Um... I think I think it might mean Disney's Cars she got given instead. It wasn't. It was Fast and the Furious films. She was quite disappointed that Ryan Gosling had been uh, been replaced by uh, Vin Diesel instead because she was a big Dan Gosling fan. Anyway, and this is the last uh, t- uh, last two. Sorry now, Caroline Rose Bray in Hamill Hempstead ordered some vacuum bags. Uh, you know what you put your clothes in when you put your clothes in loft uh, yeah. and you want to preserve them or keep them pack them smaller. Uh, instead, she was sent what yeah. uh, throat lozenges. Self-raising flour or sandwich bags? Well, the logical one would be the vacuum bags that you actually put in your vacuum cleaner. If you've got one of those old-style vacuum cleaners that you know, not like a Dyson, you know, oh, the yeah, old yeah. ones that you've got. You would have thought that would make sense. That would be what you put in the vacuum bag because it's a vacuum bag. Um, so sandwich bags. I, I think it. I think they might put. I might. They might use a sandwich bag instead. Which, to be fair, could work as a vacuum bag. You have to put something very small and put things on there. And... You can put your socks in there. And maybe some of your pants, maybe. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's correct. And then the last one then, uh, Philip Pick on Twitter ordered some bunches of mint plants, obviously for making mojito cocktails, but what was he sent instead? A, Tic Tacs, B, horseradish, or C, a bag of shredded lettuce? Uh, uh, okay, so the shredded lettuce presumably would be more kind of for the vegetable, fruit and veg sort of section. Tic Tacs obviously will give the minty, minty flavour to it, and Horseradish, would that be? I don't think that'd be a placement for mint directly at all, other than perhaps it's possibly the same similar kind of colour. I I initially thought mint of some form, so I think it might be given some Tic Tacs. And the answer is wrong. It was horseradish. So imagine having a mojito with horseradish instead of mint. Be quite strong, yeah, wouldn't it? Very different, very unusual. So there you go. That's uh, people who've ordered things online and not got what they wanted and got different suggested things instead. So there you go. Enjoy that. Hey, that was quite good. It, it, it's been probably the most entertainment I've had in the last couple of days, but that's <laughs> I'm not letting you we are on uh, 55 minutes, so I don't know ever how much. Uh, 55 minutes, so I don't know how long your, your quiz is going to take. Uh, let's just do it anyway. Come on. Go we're on not, then. We're not, look, let's be honest, no one's got anything else to do, have we? <laughs> True. Might as well just go for as long as we can. Yeah, keep, so, keep, your tip, keep your podcast short so that people can easily listen to it on a, on a regular commute. Well, <laughs> this might yeah. just fill some of your work day up if you are working from home. Yeah. Go on then, hit uh, me. So I've got a quiz based on. It's kind of about. People have got statues named after, or unusual statues. He's got roads named after them. There's a couple of reasons why I'm doing this quiz, which actually will be revealed during the podcast. One of them was that I'd seen that uh, Kurt Cobain uh, was going to have a bridge named after him in Aberdeen. And then when I read the article, it was actually somewhere called Aberdeen in America, but they've not now named it after him instead. So, uh, but, And there's another bit that's also kind of named as one of the questions, so I'll not, I'll not go into that quite, quite now. But I was intrigued by some of the unusual road names that you get. So... And also, sort of, people have got strange statues, so I've kind of like combined the two into one thing. So, Mount Rushmore, you feel me, Mount Rushmore, Jimbo? Yes, it's the one that's got the heads of different uh, presidents on there. Um, Do you know any of the presidents on there? Um, 
so uh, let me. Can I? Can I? Have you got them all? Uh, Do you know them all? Yeah, and, and this is part of the question. Is, 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 is Roosevelt up there? No. Um, well, 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 we'll address that point shortly. So, do you want me to guess or not? Link, he's Lincoln. Yeah, on, Lincoln. Lincoln. Lincoln's on there. Uh, Washington. Washington. Yeah. Uh, that might be the only two I can guess. One of the. No. Okay. No. 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 Uh, no. That's all I can guess. Is it? Uh, they must have stopped doing it at some stage. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, we'll get on to that in a, in a moment. But um, do you think there's the... a, do you think there's any chance of uh, the current American president being put on there? Is this just a guy? So I said the word Donald Trump, and he plays his trumpet. There you go. I answer the question. There's not a cat in hell's chance he's going to appear. Did <laughs> um, so they, unless they found some very orange-coloured rocks. <laughs> Carving onto some sandstone. Yeah. Um, so on Mount Rushmore, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington are generally the two yeah. better now presidents on there. Who are the other two? So I've got four options. Who are the other two? Is it Theodore Roosevelt, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Thomas Jefferson, or Grover Cleveland? Okay, I am gonna go. I, I think there'll be one of the Roosevelt's on, but I, 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 th- I, I might get in this completely wrong. But I don't know if one of them was not a great president, or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that Thomas Jefferson's on there, for definite. Yeah. And you'll be correct. Thank you. Um. So let's. Um. What, what, what were the other Roosevelt's again? Sorry. Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. Who I think it's a Teddy named after Theodore Roosevelt. A Teddy. And Frank, I think the Teddies are named after Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. Oh, go on then. It's Teddy Roosevelt and Teddy bears are named after after him, I believe. Okay. Um, and Franklin D. Roosevelt, who was Franklin D. Roosevelt paralysed um, and couldn't walk for a number of years, but they managed to kind of hide it. Are they related? Um, well, I didn't get that far in the uh, in the research. For it, to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to go with the one that was named after a teddy bear because that's or, or or teddy bears are named after him because that sounds like he's quite a nice bloke to have teddy bears named after him. So let's go with him. Uh, and you'll be correct. Yes. Uh, there we go. Sorry, playing catch up there. There we go. Yep. Yes, yeah, so the slightly interesting thing about Mount Rushmore is that it's not actually finished. No. You know, where they, they, they haven't done it. They haven't. They were meant to go a lot further down mm-hmm. from the waist and keep going down, but they kind of they said, oh, I've done the ads now, so we'll just, we'll not bother, we'll, we'll pack in. Yeah. I, I suppose from their point of view, it's a good job they start at the top and not the bottom, because then they can like, <laughs> keep going up from the waist. And, oh, how, much, how much more shoulders are we going to do? Especially you know? if it was yeah. like, especially if it was done like in a Greek style. So there's just like, you know, sort of like four penises on the, on the, on the side of a mountain <laughs> or something. That would be a great statue, wouldn't it? <laughs> so, I mean, they uh, could just do that for Donald Trump's face. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, you just play trumpet noise now, don't you? Oh. Uh, so, have you ever, have you ever driven through the centre of Derby? I've never driven through the centre of Derby. Okay, well, today not missing much. But which road goes through the centre of Derby? Is it Donkey Kong Street or Lara <laughs> Croft Way? Wow. Um, it can't be Donkey Kong. So it, I'm going to go Lara Croft, but it not actually be Lara Croft from the games. You'll be correct. Okay. Um, and uh, am I correct because I'm right, or is it actually uh, named after Lara Croft? It's actually named after Lara Croft as in the Tomb Raider. Oh, right, okay. Um, which was developed by software developers, developers who I think were from Derby. Oh, right, They had a competition enough. about, we've got a new road, we need to name it after someone famous with Derby. There's a couple of Derby football players and they decided to name it after Lara Croft. Right, okay. Um... The, but we're good if it was named like Ira- named after Iranio or Dorigo. Do you remember them from the uh, from the late nineties, early tw- early two thousands? Derby footballers. Uh, I, 
I, I can't remember them, unfortunately. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> keeping on, on the subject of football, what can only be described as the unusual statue of Michael Jackson that used to be homed outside Fulham's ground was originally located where? Was it originally located in Harrods or was it specifically made to be outside Craven Cottage, Fulham's ground? Um, I think it was made to be outside... No, 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 no. I think it was in Harrods, but then he sold Harrods, so he decided to move it outside of Craven Cottage, and the fans weren't too happy about it. So I think that's the answer. Uh, it was sure, it was made for Harrods, so it was meant to originally in Harrods. You are absolutely spot on. You're doing quite well so far. Well, I've got them all right, I think. Yeah, it's. Um, I, had, I had a bit of read up about it. Mohammed Al Fayed, who used to own Harrods, also owned. Um, also owned Fulham Football Club, but he subsequently sold it. So when he sold Harrods, he moved the statue from Harrods to Fulham Football Club. And I think, obviously, fans didn't like it, because... It's why shit. It? No, no. Well, uh, mind your language. Though, but, um, I don't quite know what the, what the significance was of the statue. I mean, Fulham playing black and white, and Michael Jackson's obviously been both in his lifetime. But they decided to move it there, and it was then moved to National Football Museum. Mm-hmm. Which is slightly more bizarre because it's absolutely got nothing to do with football whatsoever. In fact, <laughs> it was outside the football stadium for a short period of time. Uh, but it's subsequently moved out from there as well. So I don't quite know exactly where it is now. Mm. Uh, but yes, you, you, you are correct. So this is part of the reason why, why I've actually done this quiz, which is um, whilst driving to Faro Airport in Portugal last weekend, which road did I travel along just outside the airport? Was it Avenue de Nelson Mandela or Avenue de Mother Teresa? Right, I'm going to go with Avenue de Mother Teresa, and the reason I'm going to go with that one is because uh, Portugal, I believe, is a Catholic country, and I think Mother Teresa was Catholic as well, so I will go with that. That is very good logic, so obviously you're completely wrong. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is Avenue Nelson Mandela. Okay. It is Avenue Nelson Mandela. Is that Yoda? Um, that's an attempt at Nelson Mandela. All oh, right, okay, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I, I have no idea quite why um, a lot of streets get named after sort of Nelson Mandela. I like blocks I of know. flats as well. Yeah, I think there was a... I don't know if that was part of a bit of a, an attempt to kind of have a go at the Tory government in the 1980s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it weren't that keen on sort of South Africa and Nelson Mandela and... Um, I think it took a while for Nelson Mandela to be recognised for kind of yeah. for what he did later on in life. Mm-hmm. And for a time, he was sort of viewed as a sort of a trouble causer and, and all that sort of stuff. So I think the Tories didn't like him, sort of Labour governments or maybe naming things in the UK yeah. after Nelson Mandela, I think. I don't know that for certain. So with around 2,077 instances in the UK, which of these is the most popular name for a street? Is it Main Street or High Street? That's tough. Um, could be, could be easy, could be either, because they're both featured in your quiz question. <laughs> um, yeah. Both possible answers, of course. Uh, I'm gonna say, just from a, a sort of my own perspective of of, wi- of which streets I've seen and haven't seen, I would say I've seen more high streets than main streets. So let's go high street, please. And you'll be correct. There's only about 850, 900 versions of Main Street from down the country. Uh, interestingly, whilst obviously we're talking about High Street, Main Street, if you consider sort of grouping together Church Lane, Church Street and Church Road, that is by e- easily the most popular kind of start okay. of a name. 
Uh, obviously, there used to be a lot of churches in the country. Yeah. There's still a lot of fair amount of churches in the country, obviously. Station Road is another one that's quite popular, obviously. Yeah. Kind of leading up to train stations and all that sort of stuff. Where I live. Uh, yeah. Uh, School Lane. Um, new Road. Mm-hmm. So you want to get a new road. Uh, Mill Lane. Yeah. It's quite a popular street as well, because obviously you get a lot of, well, there used to be a lot of mills in certain certain areas. Um, green Green Lane as well. I'm not quite sure why, Well, that's just sort of in a bit of a suburban, leafy kind of area. But there we go. So next up. Um, what is unusual about the boulevard, the Peso that runs in Kansas City? Is it that it's the longest named street in the country, and that's in terms of length of the actual road, and it's also the only one that's called the Peso? Or is it that it changed its name to Martin Luther King Street in 2017, but the residents of Kansas City had a vote and changed it back to the Peso? Um, let's go with the second one, shall we? They named it after Martin Luther King. Yeah. Was up war and it got changed back. I, I don't know if you I seem to have heard about this, but or not. Maybe I don't know. You would be correct. I think I think I do seem to remember hearing that in the news. Maybe a couple of years ago. Maybe. Yeah, possibly. So it does did vaguely ring a bell when I was doing the research for it. Um, so back onto back onto a few roads about um, statues now. Uh, sorry, actually, no, we've got another, another one about road names. What is the most popular street name in America? Is it First Street or Second Street? Um, I'm going to say Second Street because I think in some cases they would have they would have First Street would have been called something else. They wouldn't have ne- necessarily had to name it First Street. I think they'd, they'd normally say Second Street because it's the Second Street of whatever. If you know what I mean. So if if, uh, if say if there's a road called um I don't know Donald Trump Street, I think a road just off that they would call Second Street rather than go Donald Trump Second Street. they just call it Second Street. So that's uh, what I'm going to go with. That is good logic, and, and you're right as well. Hey! Uh, I think, obviously, they use the grid system quite a lot, but it's not that uncommon to have First Street kind of renamed as Main Street, potentially, yeah. or kind of named Martin Luther King Street, George Washington Street, all that sort of stuff. So I think that's pretty much why. Uh, we end up with it uh, being like that. So we've got a couple of questions about statues now. The largest gold statue since the Egypt- ancient <coughs> Egyptian times was commissioned by the British Museum in 2009. Who was it of? Was it of Kate Moss in a yoga position, or was it of Stephen Fry smoking a pipe? Um. So they commissioned the most expensive trophy. Did you say? Was uh, it- no, a gold statue that was the most. It was a. It was the largest gold statue made since ancient Egyptian times, and the British Museum did it. And they decided to choose either Stephen Fry or Kate Moss. Yes. I'm not going to you uh, know, not, dispute that any of them haven't. Made it. I'm not going to dispute that any of those haven't haven't ha- added to British culture over time. They both have definitely, but seems quite an odd choice that it was one of those two, doesn't it? You know, if you'd have uh, thrown, I don't know, there's other people you could have thrown in there. I don't know whether you'd have thrown Winston Churchill in there or other things like that. I might. Have, you know, be more tempted to go for something like that, who's maybe historically a bigger character. Um, I well, suppose Winston Churchill horses, would have taken a lot more gold. Sorry? So it's told your horses, because he's going for the next question, Winston <laughs> Churchill, so... Okay. Um, let's say Kate Moss, because she would have used less gold. <laughs> She's probably smaller <laughs> than Stephen Fry smoking a pipe. Uh, you are correct. It was of Kate Moss. <laughs> okay. In what can only be described as a very interesting position. Um, I would recommend you Google it, possibly at some point. Okay. Although not not when it, not when you're in a working environment. Possibly if you're <laughs> working, probably fine to do it. 
Um, yeah, t- 2009, the British Museum commissioned a piece uh, that ended up with Kate Moss being sculpted in gold, uh, the largest gold statue in ancient Egyptian times. Great time to do it, isn't it? 2009, right in the midst of a global recession. Let's get a massive gold statue made of Kate Moss. <laughs> good, good way to spend uh, public money. Uh, so, which of these statues is in a genuine place? Is it, there is a statue of Paddington Bear in Paddington Station, or there is a statue of Winston Churchill outside Churchill Insurance's head office? Well, Churchill Insurance uh, use a dog rather than Winston Churchill. <laughs> oh, yes. So, um, but obviously I think maybe the original idea of the company name and stuff probably did come from Winston Churchill. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> and the first one again, what did you say? What, what was that about, the first one? Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. Um, it was Paddington Bear at Paddington Station. Um, I've not heard of that, but then again, I've not heard of the Winston Churchill one either, so I'm going to go with Winston Churchill. Oh, no. Oh. Okay. It is. There is quite a small statue of Paddington Bear in Paddington Station, um, in honour, obviously, the, of the cartoon character. And film character as well, now. Mm-hmm. Good film, actually. Seen it? Yeah, it is a good film, yeah. Um, so there's only, only three questions left now. What, uh, what did Andy Murray get as part of winning the Shanghai Masters in 2011? Was it that a new road built outside the venue was named after him, or he got a Chinese terracotta statue of himself? Interesting. Um, would they have named a new road after their new champion? Would they? I, I might be. It, I, I would. It was, a, it was a as yet. It was an as yet unnamed road. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was near to the what well, it was near to the where they play tennis, near yeah, to the stadium. Yeah, road into tennis stadium. Because you thought they might have used maybe someone who's won most there, or maybe a, a, a player who's kind of bigger in their country, maybe or something. I don't know. So I'm going to go with the one that he actually got a small sculpture uh, statue of himself. Um, you would kind of be correct. Yes. The... Uh, the slight nuance there being that it wasn't actually that small. It was actually taller than he was. I think it was about oh, a seven-foot right. statue of himself. <laughs> well, how was he um, going to get that one back? I think he just um, left it. I, I don't know. I think he's trying to get it on his hand luggage, put it that way. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure whatever became of the statue. Um, so anyway, next up. Which of these is a genuine road in Copper Crest in Las Vegas? Is it Eminem Street or is it Tupac Lane? Okay. Um... So, which is the real? Which is the real one? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Which is the real road? Not Slim Shady. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say, could you could you please stand up for the uh, correct answer there? But uh, no, never mind. Uh, I'm going to go oh. Eminem Two Pat Lane. Whereabouts is it again? Sorry. It's in uh, Coppercrest in Las Vegas. So just on the out. Well, there's not a huge amount to Las Vegas, but it's not sort of right in the centre of Las Vegas. It's just sort of on the outskirts of the, of the city. I, I, I'm going to sort of say, where did, you know, Tupac die, or where was he sort of killed? Because he was shot, I believe, wasn't he? Um, but I don't, uh, I, believe so. I don't think it was in uh, Las Vegas, but for that reason, I was going to say, um, is it named after where he, he was killed or died, or where he was born, maybe, or grew up, or whatever? So let's go with Tupac. Uh, you would be correct. Is there any uh, further details as to why, or is it just a random sort of named street? Uh, there is a bit of debate as to exactly which two-pack it is, because um, there are other two-packs, All right, um, okay. including, I think, an Inca leader from yeah. years and years and years ago, from the ancient uh, ancient world. 
Uh, Tupac was, I think, yeah, born in Manhattan, yeah. uh, New York. But was it uh, was it because the supermarket got him got them a two pack of light bulbs instead of? <laughs> <laughs> I think that undoubtedly must have been the case. Uh, I think I think Eminem was Detroit, but I don't know for certain. Um, it says he was born in Missouri, which is that in Detroit? Detroit in Missouri? No idea. His hometown is Detroit, Michigan. Which I think I want to say Detroit is more commonly known with um, Motown. I think isn't it? Okay. But again, I could be completely and utterly talking a load of rubbish. Who knows? Any ideas? Anything to add on there? No. <laughs> uh, uh, yep, it is. Motown is uh, based in Detroit. And it's a, a port, portmanteau word, I think, that means... Because Detroit is famous for making cars. So it, it's the word motor town put together. Oh, right. Motown. Yeah, that's interesting. You learn something yeah, new on the Waste of Web Space podcast every week. Well, well at least we do. Do you want me to tell you something a bit more interesting? Go on. Have you ever heard of LMFAO? I have. Um, Sexy and I Know It. Um, Sexy and I Know It. And other songs. <laughs> Shuffle, every day I'm shuffling and all that. Yeah, Party Rocking. Yeah, that's the one. Um, uh, I think her first song was called I'm in Miami Bitch. All right, okay. Uh, actually, what it was called. I'm yeah. Saying. Um, and the, the two people in um, LMFAO are relatives of the person who set up Motown, the Motown mm-hmm. label. I think Barry Gordy set up the Motown label, and two people there. One of them is his grandson. I think. I think the other might just be his son. Or yeah. It might be son and great grandson, or something. Or, or it might be grand, grandson and great grandson. Well, obviously, like one of their most popular hits. They are completely factually correct when they say everybody's in the house tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you go. It took a few years to get there. But anyway, yeah. last question coming up after we've drifted off and start talking about LMFAO. Um, in Porters Lake, Nova Scotia, do you know what Nova Scotia means, by the way? No. Uh, it means New Scotland, I think. All right, okay. That could be... Could, you might want to check that out, but I think that's what it means. Uh, in Porters Lake, Nova Scotia, Canada, there are three interconnecting roads. What are they called? Is it this street, that street, and the other street? <laughs> or... Or is it called Tom Street, Dick Street, and Harry Street? <laughs> um, <laughs> so what did a very bored town planner come up with? Uh, I, 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 I think I like both of them. Um, so I'm, if I'm going to go which one I like, I think I'm going to go with the first one. I like that one most. That's that's very lazy this, and bored. This street, that street, and the other street. Yeah. You would be correct. Yay! Brilliant. Enjoyed that. Was that the last one as well? That was the last one, but oh. I think you've done quite well there as well. It's just like when, whenever it, when it just was it were getting good, you ran yeah. out of street names. Anyway, one for the future. Maybe we can do that one again. Who knows? Thanks, Fisher. Okay, thank you, Jimba. And this may yet have been our longest podcast, so we best uh, bring it all to an end there. But we're going to try podcast a little bit more, aren't we, seeing as we're stuck in with nothing to do. As we said earlier, we might give uh, things like Facebook Live a go as well and other things like that. So we'll we'll look into it and see what we can do. Although it did take us long enough to get this set up. So, Jim, obviously when you say we've got nothing to do, we are both working from home. We're working <laughs> exceptionally hard between the hours of 9 to 5. But so. we, we can't go anywhere after that though, can we? You, you were such a yeah. social butterfly. Exactly. I mean, I used to go out maybe once a month, something like that. And I think cut, <laughs> cut down. So, so start drinking again. Start drinking again as well. Yeah. After you... 75 days I did not 74 days I think I did not so, drinking. So just under three quarters of your target. Uh, well, yeah, but it's quite an ambitious target. And then this happened. 
Yeah. So what happened? What happened was I got a free pass to an airport lounge where drinks oh, well. were free, and I had a three-hour delay, so I was in there for about five and a half hours. Yeah. And funnily enough, I drank quite a bit at that point. <laughs> Don't blame you. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we've got going to mention, by the way, um, that we have had a recent review. Do we want to mention this before before we go? Uh, so we've had a yep. recent review on uh, on our uh, podcasting service, on the Apple service. Uh, so I believe it might be from Henry, because Henry did say he was going to write his review. Uh, but it's it's Slim JXM has left us this review. Might be Slim Shady himself, who knows. Uh, warm and funny. The chemistry between Jimbo and Fisher uh, is infectious, and their ability to bounce off each other, which we can't do anymore because we're not sat in the same room anymore. Um, <laughs> I also... I also wouldn't want to be infectious at this point in time. <laughs> Bounce off each other and banter back and forth makes it for great podcast content. Perfect listening for Sunday Stroll, uh, which again is very relevant because you might be able to have plenty of them at the minute going forward or, or just the one a day. Uh, and maybe it's over a time limit for what you could do on a stroll. What are they giving? Did they say it's 20 minutes or something like that? Uh, perfect listening for Sunday Stroll and that you will have you grinning to yourself as you walk and looking very weird while you do that. Just be careful you're greening out. Anyway. Wouldn't it, really, wouldn't it be really bad if Henry, for example, um, has a dog <laughs> and he's walking along. Imagine his dog has a massive turd on the street <laughs> and Henry has to bend down and pick it up just at the point when we say something really funny. Where he's grinning his face off. He's grinning and laughing <laughs> and cackling as he's picking up a dog turd and someone else comes out towards him and wonders what on earth's going on. Well, I don't know if Henry's got a dog, but if Henry wants to update us, uh, it'd be good. We can give yeah. his dog a shout out as well, can't we? Yeah, so. or whether Henry just in general likes to pick t- dog turds off the street, which I'm hoping <laughs> he doesn't. doesn't strike me as that kind of person. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again next time. Thank you very much, and thank you very much, Jimbo, for sorting out all the uh, all the sound and the video on this as well. No worries. Waste of web space at tw- on Twitter and Facebook, wasteofwebspace.co.uk. If you want to see our website, thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. See you next time. Bye bye.